Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Uh, today is episode 85, and the topic is going to be Catalyst for Change. So we've got uh, myself, Brad, we've got Joey Worth in here again, and uh, obviously we've got Rich. And uh, so today's episode, Catalyst for Change, we, we've talked about similar topics before. Uh, the reason this one popped up for me is because I just finished the Live Hard program, and it was my turn to actually pick the topic. I was reflecting on why I started, and essentially it was because I wanted to see change in my life. So I was thinking about this and I feel that everybody in at any point in your life is in one of three phases with change. You either just completed change, uh, you're in the process of changing, or you know that you need to change, but you haven't done anything about it. So that's why we're going to talk about this. Um, let's get started on quotes. What do you guys got? Uh, I'll jump in. So the quote I have is by uh, Theodore Roosevelt. It says, if you could kick... If you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your trouble, you wouldn't sit for long. And I think that's because uh, I'll kind of get into it a little bit longer or later on the of, of why I like that uh, quote. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like you have to be you have to always be doing something different to expect a different outcome. So I got one by Gail Shelley. It says, "If we don't change, we don't grow. If we don't grow, we aren't really living." So I think that just speaks to you. you always got to be doing something different. You always got to be adapting to what's around you to to make a good life. Yep, I like that a lot. It almost sounds like if you're growing, you're dying, right? Yeah. Um, to me, for mine, it was change is inevitable. Growth is optional. John C. Maxwell, which I think was good. And so it actually made me kind of go back and think. It's like, okay, I was looking for change in my life, but I was more specifically, I was looking for growth. Uh, and I think like those things go hand in hand when we think about like forcing ourselves to make change. So do before we get into some of the main questions, do we have a a book, a podcast, a suggestions on uh, things that could help us dive deeper into the idea of change or catalyst for change? Uh, so the only thing I had was uh, just something I saw that Jordan Peterson said, so I guess it could have been a quote too, but wasn't really are good. You talk, are you talking about the Jordan Peterson that you fell asleep during? I did not fall asleep during it, but <laughs> Kyle fell asleep twice during Kyle, it. Yeah, yeah, he fell asleep twice during it. Did oh, you guys talk about that? We didn't talk about Jordan Peterson. Okay, so I'll, go I'll jump in. So I was pretty excited to to go to the Jordan Peterson show, which we was like two weeks ago. Um, I was excited because it was a lot of the stuff you see, like you know, about being a father, um, just a lot of psychology stuff, without it being like super deep. Mm -hmm. We got there, and holy fuck, was I lost! I mean, he started talking, and he's—I mean, it was very biblical, very deep psychology. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, he lost me for probably a good a good half of he's, it. He's he's this combination of uh, an academic, right? So his entire life is spent studying this stuff, and then a philosopher, which is none of us like no. so fucking ever, right? So it's like I've never tried harder in my life to pay attention. Oh fuck, and, dude! And it was just like my mind would go for 15 seconds, and I'm like, <laughs> how the fuck do we get to Abraham? You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was it was so tough like I, I i actually like journal like journaled or took notes like afterwards about like okay let's just try to get what i can get out of this but like it was one of the most difficult things to sit through and like follow along because every story he had to give the history of like a, every piece of the story yes. and it was just did you get anything I'm not smart out of it? enough i'm not smart enough so so to to answer that um the last 10 minutes was everything i wanted it was like he wrapped it, like he was, he, I don't know if like a fucking buzzer went off. And he's like, okay, I got 10 minutes to finish this. Like, cause it was basically a chapter of his book that he was describing. Um, and it was, 
What was it? I can't even fucking think of what uh, the topic was. So it was it was um abandon all abandon mentality or uh something. No, uh, what is it? It's not abandon all beliefs, uh, abandon abandon all ideologies. It yeah. was a chapter in his new yeah. book. So basically, he wrapped it up in the last 10 minutes. It was everything I wanted. It was really really good that part of it. But like he, that's what the whole hour could have been. And like I, like what Matt was saying, like there was a very diverse crowd like that was there. Like it wasn't like you know, the people you probably would have thought it was. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, same thing as Matt. Like I was trying so hard to like, I'm like paying attention. Like I was in fucking school and I just like would get legit lost. Like I had no idea what he was talking about. What yeah. was the like, so I'm actually curious cause I, I barely know about him. What was the, what did he bill it as? Was he like when he pitched the, like when you click the ticket, what is he trying to sell a business? So it's just lectures. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just it, lectures. It was so literally a lecture. He, he promoted his new book. So he's got the twelve rules for life, which was really oh. big. And it's then, like development stuff. Yes. yes. Oh, I see. So he was a he's a he's a Harvard professor. He's not no longer associates with them, but like he was yeah. a Harvard professor, and that he got huge by he answered something on a quorum uh, and got a lot, uh, which was the original twelve rules or however many rules, and then he started posting some of his uh, lectures on YouTube, and that's when he started getting really big. They talked about life and philosophy. So he's, well, like he has like a Christian angle or? He's he's most, like most, like that's what he knows most, but he tries to study all of them. But okay. yes, a lot of it was talking about. The, like, the biggest cheer of the night was saying that a woman can't be a man and a man can't be a woman. Okay, so to put I, in perspective. I was trying to figure out because I know he's controversial and I didn't know why. So but the, that, that but the thing sense. is he's like like as far as far as political affiliations go, he doesn't necessarily subscribe to yeah, one I don't way. Think it was that way. It's like so they call him like a uh, like what is it? Like a something British Democrat or something like that is like what his actual affiliation is. And then um I guess the the interesting piece is like some like liberal or Democrats call him like a wannabe um, fucking, like a wannabe conservative. So he doesn't, nest, but gotcha. he, but some of his views are so like far one way that obviously it, yeah. it stirs up a lot of shit. And he avoided that for the most part. Yeah. Um, gotcha. One of the things that resonated with me and I kind of, like I said, I took a couple notes was that he talks about this idea of God. He's like, you have, God is in your like, and I'm not a religious person, right? He's like, but God is in your life whether you believe in religion or not. He's like, what God really is, is like there's this human pyramid of like what's important to you and like, or and God is kind of what's at the top. And it's an I, it's a set of ideas or principles or like moral, um, what did he call it? Basically like a moral authority that basically you believe is at the top of being like the most ideal human, right? So it's like, his whole thing was either you have one God and there's all these things that it's like lead up to like, the this most is what I believe piece. is the most important yeah. piece. Or you have all these conflicting things where it's like, well, I think this is right, but I also think this is right. Uh, and then that's when it causes, it can cause chaos in somebody's life. So I like that. I did like that idea because whether you subscribe to a religion or not, it's like everybody has something that they look up to, whether we call it, label it a religion or God. Yeah, so to get back to our topic, what I had for that was the greatest catalyst for change in the world sits between 
uh, one's ears is what he said, which I thought was interesting because uh, then the definition of catalyst that I found was something or someone that causes a change. And basically that all goes back to you. Like you have to make that effort to take the action to make a change because there's so many people that want to have a change but don't ever take the action to do so. Yeah. Yep, um, that's exactly what I had. And because I, I, I've heard the term catalyst before, but I honestly had to look up the definition because I'm, I'm not a smart man, but... You're not uh, a dictionary. Something, something that causes activity, an event, or a change. So uh, there's a lot of things that can do that. And like I said, it's like sometimes we sit there, we're stuck, or like we have things that we want to change in our lives and we don't do this until something comes along. We talk about inspiration or desperation, but that'll lead me into a good question, which is like for you guys, what are some of the what are some of the biggest changes that you've made, and what were the catalysts for those? Uh, I can start. Um, sorry, I was looking at my notes. Uh, so I would say like the biggest one was when I graduated college. I opened a business literally the day I graduated college, and so I went from being a kid, you know, in college, partying with friends and doing whatever I wanted, and having pretty much zero responsibility to literally having employees, to having a building, to to having a business that I had to be be there for customers. And so that was a massive, massive change in my life. And then, um, you know, eventually closed the business, you know, partially due to COVID. And so I went from being, you know, number one as a business owner, then to an employee and, you know, not the top dog and not being able to do whatever I want and go as a, go as I be. Um, and so, you know, some of the catalysts were career change and COVID and, and just overall happiness too. Um, you know, when I was a business owner, especially going through COVID, it's really hard to stay positive, you know, when you're not selling a lot or you had to close down for some period of time. Um, yep. And so just being self-aware and trying to be happy. And um, and so I would say those are some of the biggest catalysts for change, you know, in my life. Yep. Yeah. Brad, what do you got? Uh, so I had I had two that I wrote down. I, I kind of separated it. Like I didn't want to like have like, oh, I got married, I had kids. Like those are like obvious ones that a lot of people deal with. Uh, one of them was when I got hurt. Um, basically like my whole world turned upside down. I didn't like, I, I was depressed, all those like cliche things that I like never really wanted to believe in. I was. Um, and then the second one is honestly this podcast. Uh, so like I was somebody who was probably more of like a fixed mindset. Like, yeah, I like, I knew what I wanted. I knew that like if I worked hard, I could go get those things. Um, but when we started the book club, uh, that kind of like really ramped me up. Um, from there, I feel like I've I've focused a lot more on the growth of myself um, along the way. Like, I've connected with some people, like the association I have with uh, the Kyle, who I'm doing a lot of work for. Uh, that's that's stepped me up another level. And so I think those are the two big things for me, like blowing the hand off and uh, being part of this group of people. I feel like it's really pushed me to a new level. Yeah, I feel like the podcast <clears throat> did the exact same thing for me. Like, it's opened up my open up my eyes in a lot of different ways, but to get more specific and because I talked about it, like the live hard program was a fucking change for my entire life. And I, here's the thing though, like <clears throat> I'm not like a die hard, like this program's perfect, right? Like I think, you know, I think that there's a, I think there's a lot of things in there that it's like, there's ways to make it more sustainable. Um, and th there's just a lot of, sh there's a little bits that I didn't like, but here's what I do like, right? Like doing anything, consistently for 75 days to start out is going to get you progress in any fucking area of your life. Yeah. Like whatever you want to, instead of two workouts, insert whatever area you want to improve in. And that's what it could be. So um, then the big thing that was a factor for me is like, it's probably no secret. And I think everybody's somewhat motivated by this. Like 
I'm motivated by what other people think, right? So utilizing social media, even though like have your opinion about it, but like understanding that I'm going to post this like, hey, day one, day two, day three, day four, and everybody knows that I'm going to do it is keeping me in the game. It's helping keeping keep me in the game. I like that, but... Um, and then I, I did like a little bit of an audit. So it was like 177 days of 177 days of two workouts, reading, following a diet, all that stuff. 72 ha- days of habits that were important to me, meditation, visualization, journaling, budgeting and building my net worth, uh, building my professional network, doing random exit kindness, right? Here's one that is like never in my life have I done even close, which was like 25 weekends. It's essentially half a year, Right. 25 weekends without alcohol. Yeah. That included five holidays and two weddings. Like I had to, I was in a wedding and, <laughs> and didn't drink. And I was just like, this is fucking weird. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but it opened my eyes to like, like I said, it opened my eyes a lot. And then the last one is over 2000 pages read. So over seven books in that time to do that. So it's like, I did that. Obviously I saw a lot of changes in my life that, you know, I don't need to get into to too much detail, but the catalyst for that was like, I was, I hit a point of growth and then stuck. Uh, and it was like, I was fucking, I wasn't doing the self-development stuff. I wasn't taking care of my body. I was drinking way too much, going hard on the weekends. I was playing in all these volleyball leagues where it was just like, hey, let's stay after till 10 p.m., 11 p.m. and have drinks. And it was just, that was more of a, I'm sick of going down this road type of deal, I guess was my catalyst for that change. And so that kind of ties back to like my quote that I had, like about kicking yourself in the ass, like you're never going to sit down. Um, That was like my, like what opened my eyes for that was like, if you're not constantly changing, like how you're for X amount of days, you did something different. Like you were evolving, you were changing to be a better, a better person every single day. If you're not doing that constantly, you're going to be something or someone of the past because like we're going to get to later is like, Literally everything is evolving daily. And right now it's evolving faster than it ever has in, in business and in life. There's so many sources of information that you can grow quickly. Um, that's what kind of made me realize recently that if I'm not constantly making an effort to be better, I'm going to fall behind. And I feel like there's a lot of people who are just like happy with what they have. They don't think that they need to take any more effort. Just like you said in the last episode, Joey, that you basically have been dedicating time to learn NFTs. Like not many people are going to be like, okay, I need to sit down at night. I got to dedicate X amount of hours to this uh, so I can learn about it, invest in it and make something out of it. Uh, A lot of people just are like, okay, well, I don't know enough about that. So I'm not going to take the time to do it. Yeah, I think if you're not taking the mindset that, you know, you want to change yourself or you want to change, you know, your experiences in life, then you're just going to sit around and do nothing. Um, You know, I took it upon myself because I, knew I wanted to learn a new skill, NFTs, and I also wanted to make money doing it, you know, as an investment for the future of my myself and my family. And that's what I, I think is also interesting because here there's an example of like a financial side of things that you want to like learn something. Um, Matt's was obviously... F- their financial portions behind it too, but there was also a lot more behind it. And I think that's where people seem to get hung up sometimes. It's like, like, yeah, this is like a business entrepreneurship podcast, but it's actually like, this affects every single portion of your life if you dedicate the time to it. Like whether it's spiritually, uh, relationships, yeah. business, uh, your finances in general, uh, if you take the effort to do something and and make something of it, you're gonna, you're gonna see results. A hundred percent. And yeah, don't get it twisted because I, I guess I didn't really like, 
I, I like the physical aspects of it. Yeah, I got I got ripped and all that good stuff, and there was benefits to my business. But realistically, at the end of the end of the day, I realized it was a it was a whatever you want to call it existential crisis, early midlife crisis. Like I was having like identity issues of like what the fuck am I doing this for? Right? I've identity gotta, like like male female identity? No, or, okay. no, very very uh, very good on where I am there in those areas. <laughs> but but I was just like what the fuck do I want to do with my life? Because I've got a solid business. I've got good things going, a little bit of real estate, right? Um, good relationships, great friends, podcasts that uh, of growth-minded individuals. But I was like, well, what am I doing this for, right? Like, what am I, yeah, I, I just wanted to, thought I wanted to have a b- bigger impact. I wanted to make more of a, I don't know. It's, but it was, it was definitely, probably that's the biggest growth that I had out of it. Um, and like we said, most of those typically come from either uh, inspiration or desperation. I guess mine was kind of a little bit of a combination of both. So one of the questions that I had on this was, um, where are you guys right now? And, and I, I don't, I, this might not even be true. I just was like thinking about it, but I, like the the three areas that you're at, either you just completed a change, you're in the process of changing, or you know you need to make a change, but haven't done anything about that. Where would do you, do you does that resonate with you guys at all? Would you say you're in one of those categories? I honestly wrote in my notes that I resonated with all, all three. Like, so I work in IT consulting. So although I work for one one company, I go to different businesses and consult for them. And so I just switched to a new engagement like at Edward Jones. So now I'm going through a whole new change of a whole new business I have to learn, a whole new project, a whole new role. Uh, and so, you know, I completed a change from going to one engagement to now. And so now I'm in the process of that. And three... I put, um, I know I need to change, but I don't know anything about it. You know, I really wanted to get better with my fitness. I see you post all the time about 75 hard. And so, you know, I feel like I'm fairly well. You know, I ride my Peloton every day, but, you know, I I could do a lot more and I know I have the time to do it, but I'm just stuck there not doing it. And so I feel like that's why I put, you know, I'm in all three of those. Sure. Yeah. And it makes sense, right? It just depends on which area of your life you're probably talking about. Yeah. So for me, uh, a little bit of what Joey said as well. So I think I just got out of like, I know I need to make a change. Um, and now I'm in that process of changing. <clears throat> so I like, we've talked a lot about, about my business and like how I need to hire, like if I need, if I want to scale the way I want to scale, I need to hire employees, I need to get machines. And I've kind of like, you know, just been looking at the bank and I kind of like what I see. So it's like, I don't really want to like throw that money at the, you know, to, that I need to. And just like in the last month here, I've spent a substantial amount of money on new equipment that's automating the business. Just bought another machine yesterday, looking at a third machine uh, next week. And so that's like, that's where I'm changing right now. I'm throwing a lot of effort into how can I automate my business to like take a load off of not only me, but my employees where we're not sitting here running around the shop doing tasks that like a machine can do for us. So that's the process I'm in right now. Uh, I'm definitely changing. Like Dan's gave me shit about it a lot. Like, why haven't you fucking done this yet? And I talked, I think I texted you guys yesterday and said, you know, I've came to the decision. Like I did have a goal at the beginning of the year of I wanted to open up another business. And that was just, just solely because I wanted to kind of diversify and like, I don't know, maybe like a flex, like, oh, look, I own two businesses. And I kind of realized like, I can I can make way more out of what I'm doing right now if I put my nose down and focus than spreading that between two different businesses and trying to grow another one or take the effort to find one to buy. Um, that being said, I am looking at some property that has a business in it already, but I feel like that just uh, supplements the business I'm in currently. Well, technically, we filed an LLC for 
for professional development. So you did start yeah. another business. So if we have to get technical, that we you hit your goal. Off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting. You say that it's like, uh, and this just popped up because you said that uh, I'm going through changes in my business. Um, numbers aren't where I want them to be in terms of revenue, but I what I do see is like the long term. Like my strengths lie in innovation and like clearing obstacles for my employees to make them successful. So it's it's been all utilizing virtual assistants, and Dan's been killing it with this yeah. in terms of like which is what we've learned from like a, uh, we had a partner, uh, not a partner, like a company that was doing some email marketing for us. And we're just like, you can be good for other companies, but you're not good for recruiting companies because of X, Y, and Z. So we, it basically took their model and started using it. And now I'm also using it on the recruitment front. And I had a, and I was like, okay, so I've got VAs doing these like email marketing cadences, doing like LinkedIn outreach, like this whole step-by-step -step for my people, right? And then I've got VAs on the other side. It's like reaching out to candidates. So we're finding who's great. And then it's developing a cadence through email. Same thing, can, you know, all this stuff. And then my recruiter sat me down and he's just like, hey, he's like excited about the new change. He's like, uh, you know, we do the power list every single day. Oh, we talk about that. And he's like, how do you want me to, like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I'm like, I guess I just realized that I, like, I literally eliminated half of his day on doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, which is a good thing, right? Yeah. Because he can be, he wants to make, you know, let's call it, let's say a hundred thousand dollars. He wants to make X amount of money while I set him down. I'm like, okay, they're worried. They're doing all the five to $10 an hour stuff. Now you can focus on doing the, the $500 an hour stuff. The $500 yeah. an hour stuff. Exactly. So uh, it's a change for sure. Like understanding, like getting rid of like the old mentality of like how typical agencies run. But like you said, it's, it's, it's in the short term, it's probably going to affect the bank account, yeah. right? Because I'm not out there fucking recruiting, pounding, you know, I don't, I haven't pounded the phones in years, but like, I'm not out there recruiting and at the front lines doing that shit. But what I realize is like, the more I can build this out, the more I can build myself out of a job, the more I can put people in place and just continue to solve problems to make things better and more efficient like you're doing with your shop. Yeah, and that's like the same spot I'm in right now. Like my goal now is like, I want to be in a position that I can hire like a general manager that can can take my role of day-to-day -day activities, manage the company, and I can focus on the growth of it. Uh, I, I've been associated with some people here recently that have a lot of really, really great businesses. And... Um, it just motivates me. It's like, if, if these people can do it, I can do it. I, I want to get to a, a pretty big number. I want to get to that level. And it's not going to happen by doing the same thing every single day. Yeah. So. And it goes just with thinking bigger. Um, and like we always talk about, just surrounding yourself with people that are fucking doing it already or at least striving to do it. Yeah. Um, Does anybody have anything for like the biggest changes going on in the world right now? Oh. I would say I'm kind of just beating a dead horse with it, but I would call it like the great divide. You know, you see on social media between... You know, it's what political party you're at. And it, it just feels like people are constantly going at each other and it's one big catalyst for change and who wants to do what. You know, I just think that's just a massive change. And it's been going on for a long time, but it's just constantly getting more prevalent. You yeah. know, especially especially now that we see with Elon, Elon buying Twitter, you know, it, it's only, only going to continue to change more. So that is something like I try to like, Matt hates when I talk about politics, but I think what's happening right now is going to be very good for the country. I think what we're going to end up seeing here with, like you said, with like all this political divide is I think we're probably going to see like a third party start to strive. And I think that's maybe what the, the country needs. I, I'm good with that. And here's the thing. It's like, I, I truly believe like most 
like Republicans aren't staunch Republicans. Yeah. You know, most liberals aren't like far left wing, right? Um, I believe, and actually Jordan Peterson talked about this. He's like, I believe that um, Democrats and Republicans like actually have a lot more in common than like they do within their own party of the far wingers, yes. right? Um, and I, I, I don't know too, too much about politics, but what I do know is like, yeah, I agree. Cause there's like such a divide right now, but also people are realizing that there, there's a divide when it's like, Hey, I kind of agree with some of this stuff that you're saying, but I have to pick a side. I mean, yeah, it's and, like, I th- yeah. I, and I think the news and social media amplifies the far left, the far right. And we're not, we, we don't get to see always and hear the stories of those in the middle. Like you guys talk about. Yeah. And that's what I think is interesting. Like you just said, that's exactly what I was going to say is I feel like there's a lot of people who are like straight down the middle that are kind of lost in the whole situation because it's so flooded with like far left views, far right views. We don't hear about like the stuff that's in the middle that people actually would probably all agree on. Yes, exactly. But again, like you said, it's like with news and media, it's just like everybody has an agenda. So, and if you want to keep a job and you're a news anchor on there, you've got to push whatever that's going to be. Yeah. And that that goes the only thing I have to say about uh, the world changing is I think technology is moving faster than ever. And hopefully with, like you just said, Joey, with Elon buying Twitter, maybe this is like a, a step in the right direction of like making everything transparent again, where the news is just the news, where it's not as opinion based. And uh, I think it'll be good for the country. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. and uh, And like we said, if you want to... Um, if you want to follow us, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Uh, we're actually on TikTok as well. Subscribe on every major platform. And if you like us, share the podcast and write us a review. Otherwise, uh, yeah, like I said, we appreciate it. And we will see you all next week. See you guys. Deuces.